Kane and Bucks. Can't stop addicted to the shindig. To Buckley, who unloads from 55 The buck stops here. It's for the drain man. Drain relining is the no dig, no drama way to rehabilitate your assets. The drain man. Uh, Bucks, what do you got for us this morning? I've got, I've themed it uh, this morning, Kano. So I'm going to talk about big forwards and team predictions going forward into the year. So the, the relationship between those two, looking at predictions and trying to work out what teams are going to go well and who's going to be top eight, bottom four. It, it always interests me. It's nearly impossible to do for some teams, especially when the um, when there's wild fluctuations in what they're capable of. And I think the big forwards are a part of it. The first team I'm going to go to is Port Adelaide and Charlie Dixon. I'm not fearful for Port Adelaide's form or their prospects this year relating to Charlie Dixon's availability the way that I would have been in the last five years, for instance. I think that they now have players that can come in and replace, and they've had to deal with him away often enough that they can actually buffer his um, his loss if he's not yeah. there. I think Ollie Lord really stood up. I like him as a young player, and I think he can be a beacon for the down-the-line kick. I think he can compete really well. In his short time, he's shown enough. Um, and, you know, stood up really well early in a the final there last year. And I think Todd Marshall is is a player that's ready to pop as well. He's, he's just shy of 100 games. I think he's an elite forward. He's as consistent as anyone. Doesn't get a lot of the ball, but he's a great kick at goal. Um, so I don't have any fears for Port Adelaide if Charlie Dixon isn't available. Yeah, George, Georgiati's back. Uh, I'm not, 10 I, months. I don't know about Georgiati. So yeah, I, I don't well, know if he's the answer. Maybe a third tall foil in some sense, but... Yeah, he's your, th- he's your third uh, lead to the logos, uh, athletic and sit on heads. But I was just about to say, 10 months back from a knee yep. ACL and, and played on Friday night and looked really good. So he was one of the real positives to come out of it. I think you're right. If you can get you know, 15 games out of Charlie Dixon and he can support those young players and that's a bonus, what he won't be forced to do this year is go in the ruck. Yeah, and so, so Soldo's, Soldo's recruitment, I think, is, has been brilliant. Like they pretty much, as a, apart from Vince, Vicentini, I think his name is, like, yeah. surname, I think I got that right, he, um, they, they've basically swapped their whole ruck division out. So Soldo and Sweet come in, and Soldo has played a really important role for Richmond over, over his time, and if he gets a consistent year with injury, then he's going to make them better. And I think Radigalia, more, than, more so than Zerk Thatcher, is going to – his recruitment means that he goes and plays on the on the on the big forward of the opposition. It's not so much about what he's going to do as a player. I think like what Ben Mackay has will do uh, for Essendon, as Brad Scott has discussed. I think Radigalia does that for Port Adelaide, and that is to allow Alia to go and play his primary role, which is as a either a second or a third defender, which allows him to come and intercept a little bit more often. Are they in your eight? Absolutely, they're a top four side as far as I'm concerned. I what think, Adelaide? Yes, I, I think I think we underrate them. I think we we think that they're going to drop off. I mean, it's not just Rosie Butters and, and Horn Francis. To me, I think Houston, obviously an All Australian, he's a gun. I think Bergman's on his way up. I think Young Williams off half back is a really good player. They've got a lot of small forwards that do do a lot of damage, uh, and they've actually got yeah, they've got some young keys. They, they, I think they've recruited as well as any. 
Um, and I think that they've they've got the wherewithal to be able to be to to stay as a top four side. All right. What about the Tigers? Yeah, the next ones for me are, the, are Richmond and Tom Lynch. Um, now I I saw Tom Lynch give a, a press conference last week. That gave me a little more confidence about where he's at. You know, you don't want to muck around with naviculars or with with uh, fractures in your foot. He's a big boy. He's not going to get any lighter. But I I I think he is as important as any player to his team than any other player in the competition. Mm. Uh, he like he's a modern day Hawkins. I mean, Hawks still around, but what Tom Hawkins has been for Geelong cannot be underestimated over his time. And he's just got better and better and better. I think he's been one of the, one of the absolute elite key forwards of his generation. And I think Tom Lynch isn't that far behind. Bolter and Kaczynski looked all right on the weekend. I don't take anything out of practice matches. It's really hard to take form lines out of that, but um, other than knowing where players might play, um, but I think Tom Lynch's fitness is going to have a, a big say in uh, in how Adam Uze goes in his first year because they've got enough run. They've got some pop off the back. Short and Rioli off the back are going to continue to provide run. Vlost and Grimes, Broad as defenders, are going to be strong enough. Um, and they've got a sprinkling of young talent there as well. It's they, they, They're going to need that that target down the line periodically. And whether Bolter can do that consistently enough, I don't know. Whether mm. Kaczynski can can um, fill that void, but you know Tom Lynch there for sixteen to eighteen games is going to make a massive difference compared to five or six. Yeah, so no team's fortunes rely around availability more so than Richmond. They they have the the history of a lot of their good players get injured often, and is that going to change now as they continue to age? Probably not. So Tom Lynch, one out of the last six seasons, has played twenty plus games. Mm. He's now thirty one. He's had surgery and he wasn't running on grass until a month or so ago. So to sit here and go, I'm confident that Tom Lynch can play 18 games this year. I think you'd be a little bit, little bit crazy mm. to say that um, because he's 31. He's got a significant injury history, and he's, he's done a no preseason. Too. He doesn't. Yeah, and, he doesn't know, he how, put, know how to stay put. Correct. So that 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 is unrealistic. To think that Dion Prestia is going to just front up and not do three hammies this year is delusional. To think that Grimes is not going to ping a calf multiple times this year is probably the same. But if they get all of those players miraculously through, then you're probably looking at finals. But I just, uh, over the course of the last four, five, six seasons, no team has more soft tissue injuries. That's just gut feel. I haven't looked at the numbers clearly than, than the Tigers. And I think that will probably be the case again um, this year. So you do have fears, not like Port Adelaide with Gibson. Yes. Yeah, I see that differently, oh, yeah. What about the The Saints? third one, and I thought this one would roll you up. I didn't realise the second one would. But uh, Max King and St Kilda. Um, <laughs> only played 11 games last year for, for 28 goals. So he, and technically only played 10. He was injured really early in one and looked like that was a season ender. But then, yeah, I thought it showed some ticker to come back. And, and I suppose from the without knowing the kid at all, the question is, like, you need courage to play as a, as a tall forward. You need to cop those hits and then get back up. And we've seen the guys that we that have played those roles that have done it consistently. They they become, they have to become robust, resilient, physical specimens. And and Max King has taken a while to develop into that. Mm. Can he take that next step this year? But ten, you know, in effect, ten games for twenty eight goals, an average of three. His, his career to date before that was 60 games for 120 goals. So he stepped it, he stepped it up even even with reduced um, opportunities. 
I mean, he becomes so important. Last year, Caminiti came off a off a off a supplementary list training for Carlton and became one of their key forwards. Owens was played as an undersized key forward. Zane Cordy played as a key forward. Mm. Sharman played on um, Sam Taylor in the final when Membry had pulled out, and Membry only played the seven games due to injury. So Max King wasn't there consistently. St Kilda's structure in their front half was just not there. If Max King has a full year this year, well, then where can the Saints go when they're able to scrape a finals um, a final spot last year out of you know out of the the issues that they had through the second half of the year in particular? I think he'll he'll be a watch, and and um, I know you've had your thoughts on him. What what do you see Max King doing in twenty well, four? <laughs> He needs to have that one breakout year. And it's about the stage where you look at it. So you completely different player to Tom Hawkins. But go go back through Tom Hawkins' career and look at what he did in like his fifth season. It was bang, I'm an all Australian, I'm here, I'm a star of the competition for the next five, six years. And a lot of key for some come on quicker, like Nick Revolt comes on straight away and bang, bang he's a star. But a lot of them take a fair time. This is a huge year for Max King. So I, I'm glad you brought it up. We need 60 goals out of him, but we need 60, 65 goals. Well, he, if he goes on his average three a game, given that there's 306 games this year, <laughs> like, like there's a lot of games this year. So if he's averaging three a game, he's, he's up, he's up around 70 goals. And that, so, and, and, yeah. that, and there was, there was only nine players that kicked over 50 last year. There was only 18 that kicked over 40. So does he become an elite forward if he's in the top 10 goal scorers in the competition. I think it's more than just goals, though. He's got to create opportunities for his teammates. He's got to um, – his midfielders have got to have sure, – or halfbacks have got to have surety about where they're going to go when when there's no, when there's no uh, clear options to them. They, there needs to be a bailout option. Now, Max King needs to provide that periodically. Jack Hayes is coming off an ACL uh, and or a knee injuries, and once again, like you were saying about Lynch and Prestia, he's had a lot of injuries, but – He's a young kid, but I mm. like him when he's up and mm. about. I don't know whether he can support. Rowan and Marshall memory, has memory to run the other forward. One. Quest, questions over, over memory as well. And now a lot of Saints fans get defensive when you speak about Max King, but his reputation hasn't matched his performance yet. 52 goals was great in, in 2022. But you're right. The body language, the um, commanding uh, the respect of your teammates around you, that's what, that's what he's got to be. He's got to stand up and be that presence inside forward 50 that he probably hasn't been. And even when you read between the lines, between what Ross has said about him last year when he's 50-50 to play, it's, oh, we'll leave it sort of in, in Max's hands. I think that's a subtle message to go, right, let, let, let's go. Yep, mm. you saw there's some adversity there, but most key forwards have got the same. So I just, I agree with you. I'm glad you brought it up. I think it's a massive year and we need to be talking about Max King in contention for winning the Coleman Medal this year. Agreed, and and at his best, he could he could easily do that. And St Kilda, the team need to help him do that as well. It's a, it's a, a rising tide um, situation. One thing I will put on the table there that you just mentioned: reputation. His performance hasn't matched his reputation. I think I still reckon we're partly to to blame well, for and that. His, and his paycheck made... though, Bucks. No, like, I understand he's, that. He's been a highly yeah. paid no, player I get since his third year. I, and look, there's, he's not the first player to be paid on potential. Yeah. That happens a lot. So let's match it. But the other thing we need to and we need to realise is he played as an underage in his 18 year. 
in his under-18s. In his underage year, he played seven games. In his top age year, he played one. So he played eight games of footy mm. in the TAC before he before he came through. He's he's he had injury early. Then he played th- largely three full seasons, and he had a half a season last year. He's ready to go now. He should be ready to go. He's been well touted, but the difference between reputation and reality is up to the player himself. So he has the talent. We can see that, and he's got a coach that is going to help him develop and. Having said that, you know, Ross is moving, wanting to move the ball a little bit quicker, which is going to give his tall forwards a little bit more scope. Um, but, yes, this is the year. This is year for Max King to step up, and, it, and it's going to have a massive influence on St Kilda's chances. Excellent addition of the key forward. Buck stops here for the drain man. This is SEM Breakfast. You can book online for the best rates at melbourneairport.com.au. And we are powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. The weather update this summer, be prepared for extreme weather and sign up for SMS outage alerts at unitedenergy.com.au slash notify. In Melbourne today, it's headed for a top of 17 degrees. On the other side of this, i got some pre-season observations on work our way through. And Bucks, I'll set you some homework last night as well. We're going to get to that before 9 o'clock.